Welcome to the Navigating Cancer Together podcast. My name is Talaya Dindi. I am a 10-year cancer thriver, cancer doula, and owner of On the Other Side. I use my experience to help others get on the other side of cancer. This podcast is about sharing stories, resources, and information about all things related to cancer and wellness. I interview guests from all walks of life who are living with cancer, caregivers, and those who made it on the other side. Also, I talk with organizations, healthcare professionals, and experts in the health and wellness spaces who offer complimentary and integrative care. Join me. We are in this together. Good morning and welcome to Navigating Cancer Together. My name is Talaya Dendi, and we have a very special guest with us today. Her name is Rosie Pollack. Thank you, Rosie, so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Rosie Pollack is the creator of Chronic Oasis, an online community where humans who love and care for chronically ill family members reinforce, remember, or redefine who we are. In her free time, and yes, she has some, she sings jazz, writes essays, writes sassy stories with her beloved and rad Mama S, and entertains her 17-year-old zany cat, Eric. Uh, Yes, I said that right. 17-year-old zany cat, Eric. I can't wait to learn more about Eric. So Rosie, again, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, like it's, it's just so great to be here. And uh, yeah, uh, Eric isn't in here right now, but we'll see what happens. TBD on that. (laughs) That might have a meow or two for you. (laughs) All right. We welcome that. So Rosie, let's just kick this off right away. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, I mean, that 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 intro is, I have to say thank you for that incredible intro um, and for getting all of those uh, words flowing and going. Sometimes my, uh, my, my ways of describing myself are a little <laughs> eclectic, uh, but what the heck, I am an eclectic human as we all are uh, individuals. But yeah, mm-hmm. so um, I am the creator of Chronic Oasis, and um, that is a a love and a project that is does not come from uh, an imagine it uh, an imagined place. Uh, mm-hmm. I am a caregiver uh, of my beautiful Mama S, who yes, she does write stories with me, um, and. Uh, and so the the backstory there really is, uh, mom was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis when I was 10 years old. And at the time of this recording, tomorrow is actually my 31st birthday. Yay, so, happy birthday. <laughs> well, um, thank you. Um, so it's been, it's been a minute since she's had that diagnosis. And uh, since that diagnosis, she was also diagnosed with clinical depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's borderline for lupus. So that is her sort of the medical uh, background there. Um, and and our relationship has evolved a lot over time. Um, when I was a youngster, that was, that's a 
that's a totally different kettle of fish to where we are now. And um, so I'll maybe talk a little bit about where things are now uh, versus okay. then, but also um, this is not, this is not well known slash known publicly at all, but my dad uh, had cancer about four years ago. He was diagnosed <laughs> with melanoma. So, um, yeah, we've we've got some got some health stuff going on in this family for sure. Um, so, Dad is also a caregiver for my mom. I am an only child, so this is a sort of how our family dynamic is playing out. Um, and uh, yeah, that's a little bit about me. I can talk more about um, how Chronic Oasis came to be if you'd like, um, or take it wherever you'd like to go from here. Okay, great. Well, thank you, Rosie, for sharing that information. And I just want to touch on, you know, it sounds like there's a lot um, health-wise that has been going on with your family. You've had to step into different roles, sometimes at a very young age. And I just want to know, how did you handle that physically and emotionally? You have two parents who are having their own health challenges, and here you are, an only child. How did you... I want to say embrace that in a sense. Sure. I would say originally there was not a lot of embracing going on mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot more. Uh, uh, well, I mean, originally it was for me, it was more of a denial sort of story. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was when my mom was first diagnosed and bear in mind, I was 10 years old. So I didn't have really a sense of what was uh, to come fully. Um, and that was a very sort of uh, uh, a moment where the only thought that came to mind was, you know, is, is my parent going to make it or not? Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't really, I was, I was very young. I couldn't well, allow that thought, I think, physiologically and mentally to keep, to keep rotating. Um, so it was a it was a lot of denial when I was a youngster, but that was the main thought that I had around this, um, just because we didn't know what the heck was going on. Um, so uh, not so easy there. Um, you know, there was a point in my life almost six years ago um, where I would say that was the again, we're, we're not embracing it. That, that comes a little later. <laughs> comes later. I understand. But um, up until that, that time, like it was sort of more like navigating slowly in a slightly confused manner, um, just trying to figure out what was going on lifestyle wise. Lots of, um, lots of, I guess, lifestyle shifts that weren't fully realized you know Mm -hmm. lifestyle shifts with but what if this does change you know like what if what if I don't have to fully make this lifestyle shift you know there's all these other people who appear to be living these very different lives you know and I want to be like that you know I want that kind of thing um and then uh six years ago so my mom had a, had a clinical depression diagnosis um, okay. about 10 years ago. So six years ago, um, she tried to leave here. Oh. Yeah. And that is the, 
the catalyst for everything that has come since then, for sure. Um, that's where the idea for Chronic Oasis originated. And frankly, as a caregiver, this is where um, I started to receive the support that I need. It was because of this event. And, um, and at that time, I ended up seeking support from my chosen family members, my incredible friends in my life. Mm -hmm. um, and I started to develop a community around me. And that is, that's where the embracing bit comes in. It began six years ago. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Because when you were talking, one of my questions that I had going through my mind was, you know, um, did you have extended family who was able to kind of help you work through this, especially at 10 years old? Were, were there any family members or outside support people at that age? Yeah, so the answer in my case, unfortunately, is no. Mm -hmm. um, that is the dynamic of, of chronic illness is so different in every family um, mm -hmm. and in mine. Uh, the extended family wasn't accepting that there was an actual problem. You know, my mom doesn't look sick. Oh, that dreaded thing right there. Yes. And that just makes it so much harder when you don't look like you're supposed to look when you're, you know, sick. And yeah. that just creates so many additional barriers as well. Yeah. So I do, it would be wonderful to have a different answer for you. I do not. Mm -hmm. um, that was my experience as a little Rosie. All right, Rosie. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I'm so happy that eventually you were able to get the support that you needed and really, in a sense, create your own community. So I'm, I'm happy that that worked out for you because it is mm -hmm. tough. You just think about how your parents are feeling and then you feel like you're alone. You're trying to understand what is happening. You're like you said earlier, you're having all these lifestyle shifts and you're just trying to get from one day to the next, but also serve as a caregiver. And uh, a lot of times caregivers are not sure what to do. There's no manual on how to be a caregiver. So I just want to applaud you for everything that you've done for your parents and just how wonderful you are in what you've done as a caregiver and continue to do. So great work, Rosie. Thank you. And Rosie, of course, you mentioned that you're an only child. So mm -hmm. how does this affect your relationship with your parents as it pertains to caregiving? Yeah, sure. Well, you know, um, so my dad was diagnosed with melanoma like four years ago. And, and um, I, I have to add on that on that front. He had a, a wonderful outcome with this. Um, he had uh, two excision surgeries. Um, and currently his, his checkups are saying that we are doing very well. Um, no more cancer has been detected since then. Great. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really good. Really good news. Yes. Um, there's a, there's, I'll, I'll get back to the, the question about the dynamic at the moment. I will say within um, our family, there's quite a history of cancer. So um, his monitoring is, is maybe a little more 
and has been um, not aggressive, but has been very intentional for quite some time, just because of the our our history. It's a family, mm -hmm. but the dynamic um, is well at that time with that diagnosis. I would say unsurprisingly more responsibility shifted to me during that time in terms of the caregiver role um, and that I how do I feel about that I feel good about that because my dad needed more time to heal that was a, an absolute priority um, and so you know my my dynamic as an only child with my parents has always been different I don't know what it's like to have siblings that, that <laughs> it's like that's over there it's like yeah oh, but I have a, a very uh, tightly knit relationship with my parents as an only child and, um, because of all that we've experienced too, so. Great, great, wonderful. So Rosie, I have to ask this very important question. How do you practice self-care? What are some of the things that you do to make sure that you're okay? Mm, I think that's a great question. And I think that, I don't live, you know, how people, there's a saying that's like, it's a new day. We hear that all the time. Tomorrow's a fresh day. I don't live in that. Mm -hmm. I live more like every moment is a fresh moment because one hour could look like X and it could be a little rough mm -hmm. or a lot rough, but then the next hour has the potential to look so very different from that first one. Um, so I just, I don't, the, the idea of going day by day, I have tried that, but things change very quickly sometimes within chronic illness, right? Um, yes. And so uh, I, I, I go with moments and I, I don't just sort of go with the flow and allow moments to, to change. I intentionally um, do things physically to change things up a bit. So for example, um, before this interview, um, I put on this jacket. Like that's a very physical <laughs> reminder of something fresh is about to happen. <laughs> it's time to release what was just going on before. Um, and I found for me that that kind of visual reminder is really helpful. Um, also, I'm somebody who I would argue you know, prior to embracing this, <laughs> this lifestyle and um, sort of customizing it to what is really needed, not what is maybe um, more broadly available within society. Yeah. Um, I wasn't spending enough time outside. Honestly, I was holed up, <laughs> yeah. hold up, not paying attention to like what my physical body was really asking for at all. Maybe, maybe I was paying attention to some of what I needed mentally with, you know, um, I'm, I'm all for receiving coaching and um, counseling whenever needed. So perhaps mm -hmm. that was in sync with what I needed, but the physical stuff, I was just forgetting about it. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so getting outside, that is a numero uno. I go for a 30 minute walk every day. I don't miss it unless I am feeling under the weather. You know, I can relate to what you say about getting outside. Nature and just being outside is very therapeutic. The sun, the sound of the birds, everything. 
And so that is very important. And a lot of people don't think about that when they are a caregiver, because you're so focused on caring for your loved one. But you have to make that time for yourself. And like you said, even if it's a 30 minute walk every day, committing to that and making sure that you are taking care of yourself, that's only going to help you be a better caregiver. So thank you for sharing that with the audience, Rosie. You're welcome. And I have another question. I want to talk a little bit about chronic oasis now. Tell us more about that. You touched on how you came to create chronic oasis, but give us a little bit more of um, what it's about and, um, you know, why it's so important to you. Yeah, sure. Well, this is, there's, there's a secret that I'm going to share right away, right off the hop, uh, because it's the gap that exists within our world right now when it comes to caregiving. And that is that caregivers are only caregivers. That's our identity. And that we frame everything in our lives around that. That is, uh, the opposite of what Chronic Oasis exists to do. (laughs) Yes, caregiving is a huge, it's part of our identity. How can we miss that? Um, But there are so many other layers to us and so many other parts of us that that require tending and and understanding and honoring. And Mm. when we're overwhelmed by caregiving and, and, only focusing on that part of ourselves, the rest can get really lost. That's where the burnout happens. That's where even using the words, the the buzzword, if you will, self-care, that Mm -hmm. doesn't even like resonate with a lot of people because a lot of caregivers go, what the hell? Pardon my friend. (laughs) What is that? (laughs) That's not relevant to me. Like get get real. I got one second for that, you know? really that is so far away from from the focus but we're not only caregivers we're also individual people we're autonomous we have mm-hmm. choices that can be made and um and you know we're 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 living in a society that, that, that doesn't recognize this alternative lifestyle it doesn't see what all it can be because most people don't experience this that's mm-hmm. how it is there's there's millions of us and yet maybe that's not billions, maybe that's not everybody. And it's just, yeah, we're, we're really, we're having to, uh, to bend and, uh, and try, to, try to mold ourselves into society rather than honoring how we can be who we are and be the very best we can be for our loved humans and uh, for our communities. So um, with that being said, things like, you know, we have conversations around alternative careers, Mm. this pandemic uh, with remote working, this has been incredible for a lot of caregivers, right? This has opened up a a new, exciting way of living that like, wow, we could, we could work around this, right? Like, well, this, this can bend and move to us, not us constantly doing that for others on in all areas like yeah. that's so incredible 
you know, and, and, uh, and so like alternative careers, what are we doing for, you know, our own mental health? What are we doing for recreation? What about the things that we have loved or may be interested in trying, right? People, uh, when it's funny, like typically the thought to that would be, well, who has, who has time for a hobby? Caregiving, the only identity, right? Yes. This, is, this is all that I have the time for. Yes. But little hobbies this this can change the course of of an hour you know that yeah. could change that could flip the last hour could have been rough but maybe the next hour is infused with music with singing <laughs> right that can that can shift a lot in a in the course of an hour or a day or a year it's it's all the compound effect of these things right so um yeah this it's a really uh it's about honoring who we are as whole humans um, and including that caregiver part in that. I love that. And it's so important because you said it. It's like you just hear the word caregiver and you some people immediately think about the person that's being cared for <laughs> no. by, the, by the caregiver. And it's like, wait, I'm here. I'm here. I'm the I'm, you know, not that you're seeking recognition, mm -hmm. you know, you're doing it from the bottom of your heart for your loved one, but it's like, Hey, I need some support too. And that's one of the things that I always say is that caregivers need care too. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you touched on this as well well, when am I supposed to, you know, have time for that? But you really have to carve out that time because you need that downtime. You need that mental break. You need that physical break as well. Um, I want to ask you something. Since you started Chronic Oasis and you've essentially created a community for yourself, have you brought on people to help you so that you can take a break. So for example, when you take your 30 minute walks, is there someone who's kind of on call or on standby in case something happens and, and you're out for your walk? How do you, how do you manage that? Mm -hmm. So yes, uh, is the answer that does not look like a healthcare professional right now. That's more part mm -hmm. of my personal circle. Um, mm -hmm. and if we weren't uh, currently in the pandemic, I think that would more so potentially look like, you know, like a respite service, but we are very, there's a very much so uh, a hibernation period that myself and my family are in right now. Um, sure. And sure. That many, many others are too. Uh, so that looks a little different now. The other thing is um, choosing when I go to do the walks. Like I know mom's uh, typical sleep patterns. Mm -hmm. um, and so I tend to tend to do that when she's relaxing. And, you know, I know that she's going to be staying in one area uh, of the home because uh, mobility is and um, and lack of balance are are um, are pieces that she encounters uh, on the regular now. She's uh, about 95% in her wheelchair at this point. So um, yeah, I'm just mindful of what are her patterns and how do I, how do I embrace those? Mm -hmm. 
Great, great. At least you have a strategy in place and um, you are giving yourself that time and that space to really just take what you need for yourself. And that's so important. Absolutely. I, I agree. Couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. You just touched on how your mom is doing right now. How, how is your dad doing right now? Mm -hmm. So he is still um, in remission. um, And that is wonderful. He is. uh, So I, we share um, I'm not going to call it the work. We share the responsibility of caregiving sure. and that will look different as, um, the world changes. Uh, right now I'm like located right with them, which is great. And we're in the same city. Um, and, uh, as the world evolves and things open a little more, um, that could change. So this, this caregiving sort of arrangement will look different. Um, what will most likely happen? And I guess I'll just reference back. 31 tomorrow, I'm a youngster. And <laughs> yeah. So, so this, this lifestyle choice could be a little bit surprising to some. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we're looking at will be that mom will be with me for at least three months out of the year, and then she'll be with dad for the other time. And uh, that's how we'll, we'll work that arrangement um, once I move out of the area. Okay. Wow. 31. That's, <laughs> that's, you know, that's very young to have had this amount of responsibility. And you said it started at 10. So again, I just want to applaud you because you, you know, at 10 years old, you're just trying to understand what's happening Mm -hmm. and then having to step into a position where you are the one providing support in a sense is huge. Mm -hmm. And so I'm saying this to say, if you could give 10 year old Rosie one or two words of wisdom, what would they be? Mm-hmm. They would be to always remember to focus on what you love to focus on doing things that you love, to focus on who you love. Um, I would say that because in the future, the person you, one of the people you love will change quite a bit, but that love doesn't. That part stays exactly the same all the way through. The other part about love is that there are people around you who love you a lot. And you can choose to sort of push, push, no thanks, no thanks, I'm fine. You know, I I can do this all by myself. (laughs) 
you can choose that and you you will actually for a minute uh and there will come a time when you don't do that anymore and you have this wonderful group people around you who are not there to force you to do anything, to see anything, any type of way, mm-hmm. or to suggest that they fully understand what you're going through, because they don't. None of them are actually, you know, in my personal world, nobody's like me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Chronic Oasis, of course, that's different, but um, <laughs> in the personal world, this can still you can still have this support, and it can be wonderful. Um, and uh, don't be closed off to, to those people. They actually want to be there. Great so. advice for 10-year-old Rosie. <laughs> I, think, I think she would appreciate that. Yeah. And this has been such a journey for you. Um, thank you for everything that you've shared with us today. I know that um, it can be challenging at times to really open up or even go back to times in our lives when they have been challenging or tough moments and kind of relive those things. But I'm a firm believer that sharing your experiences and your stories help other people. So thank you so much, Rosie. Before we wrap up, do you want to share anything else about Chronic Oasis? Oh, sure. Well, I mean, we are an inclusive, very loving community. Uh, We welcome new peeps all the time. (laughs) Um, And I guess I should say too that uh, Chronic Oasis is free um, for all caregivers to be part of. Um, It is very specific to chronic caregivers because that does look different than um, than acute caregiving. Um, And it's specific to family caregivers uh, as well. And um, this is not, when you, when you enter this world, these are, we've got a bunch of people waiting for you to, to share their stories, their moments where they have, seems like they they're going down a certain trajectory and then it changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, they're there. We have folks who are sharing about the beginning of their chronic caregiving journeys, the middle and the end. Um, And so you will find a place for you here. The other thing I will say is uh, this is not, this is not heavily laden with medical speak, corporate logos, uh, you I know, love it. Yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> manuals, like that. This is not what this is at all. Um, you know, we're not a textbook. We're not a. We're not a case study. We're real people, and uh, that's what Chronic Oasis is about. So, all right, and that really spoke to me, and I, I love what you said about this is not medical speak or corporate logos because that is what you see everywhere. And quite frankly, no disrespect to those things, people in those spaces, but 
there's something missing from that. And I think that's why Chronic Oasis was started. What I'm doing, that's definitely why I started it. That doesn't fit and work for everyone. And so I'm so happy that you've created Chronic Oasis. Mm -hmm. And um, it just seems authentic. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I should say, you know, because I, I guess I mentioned that it's, it's free for all caregivers. A question that people will outright ask me, well, then, well, how are you doing that? It's a good question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, you will see a wonderful launch on January 1, 2022. Uh, Some incredible worthy vendors who will be on there. Um, And then um, further into 2022, we'll be doing some sponsorship stuff, but um, I just don't feel that it's uh, the right call to, to do, to do um, a payment for this. Caregivers have to pay for a lot of things um, in, uh, in our lives. And uh, I don't think that uh, this kind of connection point should be one of them. And I've had a lot of folks tell me you're wrong. And I say, you don't know. So, <laughs> so I say, I don't care what you think about that. I'm doing what I want with this. So. That's right. And you yeah. birthed this. You birthed this. So you get to do it however you want. Yeah, totally. So that's that's it. Come on down. There's lots of places. When you go to chronicoasis.com, there's a lot of different places to join the community. Lots of buttons on there. And uh, we're waiting for you and ready. Wonderful. And I have actually visited Rosie's website. It is wonderful. It's very warm and welcoming. So make sure you check it out. And Rosie, if people have questions, they want to learn more about Chronic Oasis, of course, they can go to the website. Are there other places where they can find you? Yeah, of course. So Chronic Oasis directly, uh, Instagram at Chronic Oasis, Facebook, the same. TikTok at the time of this uh, airing, not recording, but airing. Uh, And then uh, you'll you'll find within Chronic Oasis that yes, I am present um, and doing some of the interviews uh, with folks, but um, more about me isn't isn't that's that's not the point. We're a community. So if you're curious about me (laughs) and want to know my take on the world. Uh, then you can find me on social media at Rosie Pollock um, pretty much everywhere at I am Rosie Pollock on TikTok. All right. Thanks for sharing all of that information. So Rosie, before I end, I ask my guests the same two questions. The first one is, what is something that you've learned in life so far that you would like to share with the listeners? Sure. Uncertainty is the only true certainty. (laughs) Uh, And it's not, it's not scary. Mm. It can be full of possibility. And in fact, it always is because we don't know what's going to happen. There's an excitement around that. Yeah, I really like that outlook. Yes, because uncertainty can be very stressful for people, mm-hmm. especially people that are so used to having everything laid out. Yep. So that is great advice. Think of it as, hey, this can be exciting. Yeah. Wonderful. 
My second question for you is, Rosie, what's next? Mm, that's a great question. So uh, lots going on with Chronic Oasis as I um, dropped at the time of this recording. It will be okay for me to say that there <laughs> is uh, a pretty big launch happening on January 1. This will really, 2022, this will really be um, our big public celebration um, we quietly came to be last year, back in 2020, and um, just been just been waiting for the time, really, to to do a big public celebration. And uh, there were a few adjustments to get through over the last almost two years here. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, as we all know, anybody listening yeah. <laughs> knows that. Um, but January 1, 2022, uh, we're going to have lots of fun. So that is taking up quite a bit of time. Um, and also what's next for me is focusing throughout the, uh, coming months on keeping a balanced and nourished internal state, um, without doing that. Uh, I think that I know myself well enough to know that is the numero uno priority, <laughs> the alternative. Uh-oh, no-oh, so <laughs> that's what's next for me. Great, a lot, of, a lot of exciting things coming your way and for the community. So thank you for sharing that information. And also Rosie, you know, as we get closer to that rollout, please share that information with me and I will share it as well, as many people as we can reach. That is the goal. Yeah. So I want to thank you again, Rosie, for joining us. It's been a pleasure talking with you. And thank you for giving us so much insight into the life of a caregiver. Oh, you're welcome. It was an honor to be here. And, you know, I'm so glad that we, that we connected. Yes. Look, 2021 connections, everyone. We connected right. on Instagram. So um, I'm really, really grateful for that and looking forward to what's to come for both of us too. Yeah. Thank you, Rosie. And I'm grateful as well. And I just want to point out that we are both introverts. And so <laughs> that is, you know, really how we kind of formed our connection. And like, like she said, connections are everything. Instagram is what brought us together. I'm so blessed for that. And Rosie, keep doing all the wonderful work that you're doing. Thank you. Before we end today, I want to give a shout out to the listeners. Thank you for joining us. That is it for this Wednesday. And until next time, let's keep navigating cancer together. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Navigating Cancer Together. I hope you enjoyed it. Please be sure to subscribe. And if you appreciate the show, drop a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. For notes from the show, visit ontheotherside.life and check out the podcast section. After you check out the show notes, head over to my gift shop and show yourself or someone special in your life some love with gifts of encouragement, hope, and positive affirmations. I would love it if you joined us for the next episode. Talk to you soon. Thank you.